Thank you for joining us on Time Out with the Lord with my pastor, Dr. Mrs. Senye Obilulu Briggs, who ministers at the Chapel of God International Worship Center. Today's episode will uplift your spirit and edify your soul. Father, we are very grateful for this relationship that exists which you are increasing every day. Thank you for the bond. Your love indeed binds us. Even as we are getting to know you more, amongst us the brethren, you are increasing the love we have one for another. Father, we are very grateful. Thank you for all that you are teaching us, things to do, things to say, how to behave, attitude, contents of our hearts. Lord, you take care of everything. We are very grateful. We have come and we are saying, Lord, have your way. We are open to receive from you. Let your word come and let it bless our hearts. Grant us the grace to listen, to understand, and let the time out with you today be fruitful for us. Let it not just be a time we spend without getting anything in return. Bless us, Almighty Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Welcome once again to this evening's fellowship, Time Out with the Lord. The message for today, which is taken from the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 19, from verse 17 to 23. Today's message is about the Lord's giving or shared to the families of Issachar. Our key verse is taken from verse 17. And it reads, And the fourth lot came out to Issachar for the children of Issachar according to their families. And the text concentrated so much on families. The family unit we notice here is recognized and treated as an entity by God when he's expressing his kindness and when he's expressing his goodness or mercy. The family may consist of some that are weak. There may be weakness in the family. Some may be strong. Some may be active. Some may be inactive. But God in his mercy, when he's showing his love and kindness to his people, he includes all in that fold called family. When he delivered the children of Israel from Egypt and brought them out into the promised land that is being shared, obviously it was not everyone that was in Egypt that was perfect or good, but he saw the family of Jacob that eventually moved to Egypt and made a decision to deliver the family of Jacob. He always includes all. If God has chosen you and blessed you, there's definitely enough of the blessings of God which he has given to you that should go round to members of your family. 
Remember what David said in Psalm 23 verse 5. He says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. There is nothing from God that is wasted. God always gives us more than we actually need. And so the people that he looks at when he's blessing you includes first and foremost your family. So there is always enough extra if that blessing is from God. Then of course the famous declaration by Joshua who truly understood that if he has declared for God then definitely there's a chance of a truth. His family too will be part of it. Joshua 24 verse 15 He said to them, the people of Israel he was the leader at that time He said and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord choose you this day whom ye will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He spoke concerning his family as many as he was in direct control over. They will serve God. He said it, God saw his heart. And you can be sure that God caused those words not to fall to the ground. Each and every one of us must be determined, not minding the perversion that is going on around, around us. When we look at other families, maybe in our communities or you know, wherever we find ourselves, when we look left and right, we see all sorts of things. We have friends of other families who believe strange things, who do strange things and take them as normal. You know, it does not matter. You must be determined in your mind to save your family, to ensure that your family is saved. And God will bless your efforts with success in the name of Jesus Christ. Today we find people making new laws that guide them outside of the word of God. They teach independence, self-exaltation. That's what they teach. They teach their children and their children pride themselves in how you know, they are growing in such, such knowledge. Today, you find some being brought up with strange ideology, new ideology that is not accepted in the scriptures. They are taught to accept as normal things that God opposes. New way of life that totally removes God. If you look around you, you will see that in normal conversations, that is what people are talking about. And these are, they are just people you meet in the, in the, in the coffee shop, in your offices, and they are talking and they are, you know, glorifying things that God abhors. It's fashionable 
and adopted by most people. But I tell you, with the light of God in you, you can affect your family, you can affect people positively, you can affect them in the way that you find God expects families, you know, to be. If the light of God is in you, then do not follow others because almost everybody is doing so or is saying so or is believing so and is acting in a different way. There's no reason for that. You must know that if you carry light, you are in the majority. And if you carry light, you should shine. Jesus Christ was teaching his uh, disciples. And in the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 15 to 16, it says, Men don't light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And he gives light unto all that are in the house. If you carry the light of God, your house must be lit. That place where you are must be lit. Do not. Do, it is possible that you don't shine. Yes. Because it is possible to carry the lamp and put under the table and cover it. Then the light will not show. It will even go off. So... The possibility is there. But Christ is telling us, would you go to the extent of lighting a light and not put it on top of a candlestick? Will you do that? No. The purpose of lighting is that your family may experience the light. That which is coming from you may affect them. That is the purpose. So do not lose your purpose. In our thoughts for today, it says, get your household into the ark of salvation. The ark is, is bigger than the whole world because the ark is Christ himself. And just through his, 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 the words that the word, world was made, so the ark definitely will be able to accommodate what came out of it. And so you and I came out and we are encouraged, you know, to get into the ark of salvation. The judgment of God comes unto those that are outside of this ark. But God in his judgment takes into consideration his mercy. Even in judgment, the mercy of God prevails. Remember, God judged the world to destroy it in the time of Noah. But God's mercy was extended not only to the just and obedient Noah, but also to his wife and family. The Bible did not tell us that they were just or they were holy. Noah was, and he brought his family into it. You have a duty to save your family because that which you have received is enough it's more than what you have only you can keep you can influence your family you can influence so many people outside of your family god himself tells us 
in Zechariah because that is whom he is. Zechariah chapter 7 verse 9 were taught about mercy and judgment. It is what he would do that is advising us to do. Mercy and judgment. It says, execute true judgment and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. That is the nature of God. Execute true correct judgment, but show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. You remember the story of Lot and Abraham. For Abraham's sake, God spared Lot. There was already judgment passed on the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, but the Lord spared Lot, his wife, and his family. Genesis chapter 19, verse 15. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. 16. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. Our God is a merciful God. Yes, he had passed judgment. There may be people that you and I may say are not worth saving. They've done so much evil and they should actually go with it. But as much as is within you, try to reconcile them with God as much as you can do. And when you try, when you start, God will draw his people unto himself. We see here that the judgment was already passed on Sodom and Gomorrah to be destroyed, but Lot was saved and his family. Jesus Christ himself chose the family of the world. He is the creator, he is the one. And so he looked and he saw. He had great pity on the earth, the dwellers of the earth, knowing that their end is destruction. And the Bible tells us that he left his glory in heaven and took the form of man and came down to pay the price that man could not pay, that his blood might save mankind. What about your family? Those who have great vision, the length and breadth of their family is bigger than the four walls of their houses. So how big is your family? Jesus Christ recognized the inhabitants of the earth as his family. And he came to save them that they may be his brethren, that he will share his inheritance with them. The whole world is his constituency and he paid the price that you and I may be his. He paid the price so that you and I may be where he is. He can't give you joy 
that you are headed somewhere and members of your family are headed a different place. Jesus Christ said, no, that if I go, John 14, 3, he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. How seriously are you taking the salvation of souls, starting with your family? We are encouraged today to make genuine efforts, genuine efforts to win people over to Christ. This family matter, may we not take it lightly. Yes, I know that we love members of our family, but what is the length of our love? What is the extent of our love? Is it only up to when they graduate, you manage to pay their fees, you are showing love, you buy clothes for them, you are showing love, or you give them money, then you are showing love, or you house them, then you are showing love. The passage today, the text concentrated on the family because God recognizes the entity called family. My prayer is that we'll take it seriously and the love for our family will be like the love Christ has for us where he took the responsibility. If you are a child of God, you are born again. Please take the responsibility. The grace is available for you. God will help us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The passage actually describes the inheritance of Issachar. It later became a place where several important events in the history, in the Bible, the history of the Jews took place. I'm talking about the portion, the lot that was given over to the people of Issachar. And I think it would be nice if we just try to get some kind of understanding. That's a reason why these places are described for us in the scriptures. And I was able to get, from my research, I was able to get about four or five places, very important places. Some good places, some are remembered for the bad things that happened in those places, but quite uh, a few very, quite uh, important places, you know, happened to be in the lot that was given to Issachar. One is Jezreel. You remember Jezreel, where Ahab built his palace? Ahab, Ahab and his wife Jezebel. That was the palace. And then we have Shunem. Shunem. You remember the Shunammite woman? Yes, the woman that entertained the man of God, Elisha. You know, and she and her husband, of course, kept him and entertained him and so on and so forth they recognized that he must be a man of god 
and you can find that in second kings chapter 4 verse 8 yeah then you remember the same woman whose child uh, who didn't have any children and because they were so kind Elisha the prophet prophesied told her that by this time next year that you will carry a child you have a child and indeed it came to pass she had a child and the child died and through her we got the famous words it is well it will be well it shall be well you know is the Shunammite woman when he died and she was on her way you know to go and see the man of the man of God Elisha who through whose words the child came her husband asked her where she was headed when she requested you know for the transport means of transport to be made ready for her she told him it shall be well and then again when she appeared before the 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 man of god and um, he sent his servants to her and they had that conversation she refused to tell him what the the problem was she needed to see the man of god and she says it is well it will be well you know so that's shunem and it's a shunamite woman that area belonged to Issachar. again you have kishon and kishon river that you find in the book of judges judges chapter 4 and chapter 5 or mainly chapter 5 in the book of judges there was a woman whose name was deborah and they had this great warrior you know who came who was showing off great strength the bible records that he has mighty men his chariots were made of iron nearly a thousand men 900 men you know 900 chariots of iron and then other foot soldiers so he was a terror for the neighborhood he was a terror and everyone was afraid and this was the time that deborah was the judge and she sat under the tree and the children of israel were going to her you know when they had a matter and she would resolve it there was no king at that time and it was by the banks of this river that this woman and barak beat this strong man called Caesarea. you know um i would like us to read judges 4 8 when she went down she sent for barak to go and fight this man the man said no barak said unto her if thou will go with me then i will go but if thou will not go with me then i will not go now verse 14 of the same chapter 4 and deborah said unto barak up come on for this is the day in which the lord had delivered caesarea into thy hand is not the lord gone out before thee so she encouraged him she told him today is the end of caesarea she spoke she trusted her god and barak went down from mount tabor and ten thousand men after him 
Now, if you go to chapter 5 of the book of Judges, and you come across, chapter 5 was when they fought the battle and he was beaten, thoroughly beaten, and he ran. A woman leading, and he ran. And she sang her song praising God in the whole of chapter 5. But I'll read verse 15 and 19 to 21, so we'll get the full gist. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley, for the divisions of Reuben were great, were great thoughts of hearts. Now, if you read further, all the other children, the other uh, children of the 12 sons of Jacob, all had one reason or the other. It was the children of Issachar. You know, Reuben was calculating plenty. He had great thoughts in the heart, and the rest of them were described. But fast forward to verse 19. The kings came and fought. Then fought the kings of Canaan in Tarnak by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven. The stars in their causes fought against Caesarea. The river of Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river of Kishon. Oh my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. So it, the whole thing is a song. It's like a poem. It's like a song. You know, she sang praising God and acknowledging what had happened. But that's the story. Eventually, his head was cut off, you know, by, by a woman. There's another city, Gilboa. When you look at the, the, the map, the lot given to Issachar, you will see Gilboa. That was where... Saul and Jonathan were slain. Now, according to the map, it is very close to Endor. Now, Endor is where Saul, King Saul, consulted the witch. You know, he went to find out from the witch. Finally, the valley of Megiddo. The valley of Megiddo. Megiddo, that was where Josiah was slain. Now you remember Josiah. Josiah was a young, a young lad when he became the king. Josiah is a grandson of Manasseh, the evil king. Manasseh's son was Ammon. Ammon behaved exactly like his father. So you can imagine throughout that period, people had forgotten about God. So then they crowned Josiah. Josiah was a young boy. And as he was doing his research, it's good to study. Whether you're a child or you are a, an adult, it's good to find out. It's good. It doesn't matter who is talking to you. Find out by yourself. That which you know, when you discover it by yourself, you will not let it. In fact, you won't forget it. You won't let it pass. It's good to listen. When you listen, please confirm it by yourself. When you read it and you understand it by yourself, it will begin to walk inside of you. That was what happened.
to the man Josiah. He read, he saw books, and when he read the books, he discovered that the laws of God, you know, not to worship any other God, wow, and that God would be very upset. He, he was concerned, he was worried, and he took action because of what he discovered. And eventually, he, rest, he did the, uh, is it restoration, revival happened, and he destroyed everything, all the naked, terrible things that they were doing, and everyone started worshipping the Almighty God. In Second Kings chapter 23, verse 29, eventually the king Josiah died. He was slain in this uh, Megiddo. 2 Kings 23. But if you look at 22, 22, verse 11 tells us how he rent his clothes when he opened the books, when he heard the, the, the words of the books of the law. And then the Bible records in verse 13 what he said. Go ye, inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book, to do according unto all that which is written concerning us. So the priests, and the rest of them, the prophets, all of them started and this revival started. However, verse 18 says, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, As touching the words which thou hast heard, because thy heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I speak against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and has rent thy clothes and wept before me. I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. Behold, I will gather thee unto thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace. And thy eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought the king word again. Now when the king heard these words, that truly he would die in peace, and that whatever was going to happen, the punishment, the wrath of God, will not happen. His eyes won't see it. For it's a terrible thing. To, to witness what is happening when you are king, what is happening and you are not able to save, you are not able to deliver, you can't do anything. It's the most painful, painful experience of anyone who is a leader. God spared him and, and said, because you did this, you will rest in peace. And then verse chapter 23, he went ahead and continued. He never stopped. However, in verse 29, the time came at the end of uh, verse 26. 
the Bible says, Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah, because of all the provocations that Manasseh has provoked him withal. In the time of Josiah, the wrath of God did not come. He spared Josiah, he spared the nation, because Josiah had made the people to turn to God. It happened in Megiddo. Now the book of Revelation, that's the last. The book of Revelation, again, tells us about the battle that will be fought there at Amagadom, the same Megiddo. Amagadom means the mountain of Megiddo. How God will destroy the armies of Satan. Let's look at it. Revelations chapter 16. Revelations chapter 16. Verse 16. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Amagedom. The rest you can read for yourself between 16 and 20. Now in 20, verse 1 to 3. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Brethren, what we are seeing here is what was revealed that will happen. And it is also in this, uh, in this uh, place called Megiddo among the lots, one of the cities among the lots given to the children of Issachar. It is so that we know. Now, if you look at Revelation 16 again in verse 19, it talks about the wine, the cup of the wine of the fierceness of God's wrath. And the forces of evil will be overthrown and destroyed. This is not what any child of God is looking forward to. I ask the question whether we are thinking when was the last time that we thought of eternity? Whether we are thinking of eternity even as God blesses us and we prosper on earth. For there is indeed a time when the wrath of God will be unleashed on the earth. And at that time it is not expected that anyone whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life, uh, life will be still remaining here on earth. It is believed that, at that before then the trumpet will sound and the children of God who are looking forward to the coming of Christ and preparing themselves by his power, they will be caught up with him in heaven. It is my prayer that 
none of us will experience the wrath of God. For it is nothing compared to what any man on earth has seen, according to the scriptures. And so the question again is, for those of us that are still in doubt, what if it is true? What if it is true that such a time is coming? The wise will hide themselves in Christ. And at the time you're making up your mind, your decisions, let there be nothing that will disturb you. Because the judgment of God at that time will be upon the earth as a family and each individual, each individual that has not been raptured will face the white throne judgment and none none can escape the sentence none we have learned about the family the children of Issachar and we have reminded ourselves that God expects us to shine in our families may God give you the grace the boldness out of love because now it is not that you you are afraid of the faces of the people you either be your father your mother your uncle the aunties the ones you talk to the ones you don't talk to it will be so sad may none of us experience the true story that jesus told about the rich man and lazarus and abraham who it pained so much that his brothers were still on earth. It was not a parable. It was a story. Jesus Christ told it as it happened. Because he could see, he knows. And he said it. Requesting for Lazarus to go warn his brothers. Because if someone rose from the dead and told them, they will believe because he was seeing his brothers his family he was already in hell in a place where he could see he could still feel so when you die it's not the end life continues but where is the question it will be too late at that time there's nothing you can do you and I are alive today. Let us do something. If we are saved, let our family be our priority. Let our family be our priority. That they too will be saved. And by the grace of God, if you have them in your heart, the Lord will grant your heart's desires in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for so many reasons. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for your word that we have received. Indeed, you love us so dearly that you are exposing all these things, that we may be blessed, that we may know which way to go, that we may not go the wrong way, that we may go on 
unto the day of salvation when you will come to receive your own. For you have saved us as at the time Christ Jesus died, but you are preserving us until the day that will be redeemed and the wrath of God will come upon this earth. Father, we will not remain here. Our life is hid in Christ. We are saying, Almighty Father, please be our God. Be our guide. Take us unto the place that you want us to be. Guide us. Direct our ways. Holy Spirit divine, you are in us. We cannot know what to do except you tell us. And so we are thanking you because you have been so involved in teaching us your children. And everything that we need to know in order to do the right things. Holy Spirit divine, please we are open to receiving. Teach us in the name of Jesus Christ. We are thanking you for what you have taught us today. And we are praying by your power, because of your presence in our lives, that the ways that we have received today will work in our lives. The decisions, the strategies that we have made today, Father, Lord, we are praying that you will help us and guide us to walk in them, to take them seriously and walk according to them, according to your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Almighty Father. Indeed, we know that you will come again. Our Jesus will come again. He promised you will come and you will take us to be with you till eternity, forever. And so we are praying, Father, is there, be, is there anything in our lives? Lord, that may cause us not to be qualified on that day. We pray, Father, and we present everything to you that you will remove, remove, we remove everything of in our lives that is not of you. Let your purifying fire burn in our lives to burn off every impurity to make us qualified. Father, even as you qualify us, we present our families to you, members of our families. Lord, in your wisdom, you brought us together as a family. We did not know each other. It is by your doing. Father, and just as you have in your wisdom, made us to be light in our families. We pray, Father, that the members of our families, all of them, will come to know you and will surrender to the Lordship of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That our joy may be full. That on that last day, we shall not mourn like the rich man. On that last day, Lord, that our joy will extend and will see one another and will glorify your holy name the more. Father, please grant us this grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by listening to this episode of Time Out with the Lord with Dr. Mrs. Senye Obi Lulu Briggs. You can join our daily meetings on Zoom and Skype by logging on to our website at www.timeoutwiththelord.com. For daily messages and encouragement, you can also add us on WhatsApp with the number plus 447506693440. For more information, please call 084-555-188 or 084-554-430. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays by 10 a.m. at the Chapel of God International Worship Center at number 22 Forces Avenue, OGRA, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Remember, you are God's most beloved.